Hey, this is Mitch Rose. I'm the lead pastor of City Hills Church, and this is our podcast. Thanks for tuning in today. I hope this message encourages you, it inspires you, it challenges you to live your best life. Take a listen. Here's this week's message. If you have a Bible, I'd love for you to flip over to Philippians. That's where we have our theme verse. Put your uh, finger right there while I give you some opening remarks. I am preaching the next four weeks about mental health and the ongoing war in our Mind, have you ever thought about what would happen if everybody could see what you thought? I just heard somebody say, oh dear, <laughs> oh Jesus. Could you imagine if your spouse saw the thoughts that went through your head? And, and, and if, if, if like, like the LED wall behind me, if all the thoughts of your mind were broadcast in church and, and early service, my God, what would it be? And, and the truth of the matter is, it doesn't really matter how long you've served God. It doesn't really matter how spiritual you think you are. There is a battle in all of our minds. There's a battle almost daily, maybe even more than that, maybe hourly or, or, or minute by minute between faith and fear. And, and for me, I'll just give you where I'm at. It's between trusting God and wanting to, to, to control the outcome. Where's all my control freaks? Where are you at? Where are you at? You drove here and, and, and uh, you don't let anybody else drive you and... Um, you're scared of flying, or is it just me? You know, I'm out of control, and I, I, it's always, I was praying in this auditorium yesterday, just battling with the Lord on, hey, I want to trust you, but I'd also like to be in charge, if you don't mind, and then I'd go back to, but I trust you and your ways better, and then I went back to, but here's my plan, what do you think? And and I just spent hours, and by the way, he just let me talk to myself, I mean, he just let me work it all out, and at the end of the day, I'm still going to trust God, amen, everybody? Write this in your notes if you're taking notes. This is a great series to start taking notes. Most of life's battles, write it down like this, most of life's battles are won or lost in your mind. They are not won and lost in your relationships. They're not won and lost in a marriage counselor, even though that's very needed. It's not won and lost in a self-help book, even though you ought to. It's not won and lost with medication, even though you may... Need that. Most of life's battles are won and lost in your mind. The old bishop in my life used to say, we need a checkup from the neck up. I grew up in a uh, spirit-filled tradition where we rhymed everything. It's more spiritual when you rhyme it. So anyway, we, I, most of my problems are right here in my head. Most of the stuff I worry about, most of the, the reasons why I have the issues I have are not people issues. They're they're thought issues. They're, they come into my mind. But I got good news as I open up this series for you today that God's Word has the power, listen to me, not just to help you with mental health, but to transform your mind. You can have a brand new mind. Shout amen to that. Now you may not believe that because you may be sitting in church 40 years old, 35 years old, 57 years old, having battled mental health issues or battled depression or battled anxiety or currently in a battle with worry or fear or something like that, thinking, well, that sounds good, but I just need incremental health. Listen to me. You do not need God's Word. There's no supporting evidence in the Bible of incremental mind changes. There, are, there is support in God's Word for incremental physical healing. I, I can find that in the Bible. I can preach that to you. But when you talk about mental health in God's Word, God doesn't just fix it or make it better. He makes it brand new. Say amen to that. Brand new. Here's our theme verse, Philippians 2. If you have your finger there in Philippians, flip over the second chapter. 
It's real simple. It's actually the first part of a verse, verse 5. The Bible says, let this... Everybody, let's read this out loud. Here we go. Verse 5, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Now, let me explain to you what reading out loud is. It's where you read out loud. Some of y'all stayed up late watching Arkansas win. You're welcome, Woo Pig Suey. Some of you stayed up late watching Texas win. I'm not sure why, but anyways... That's okay, you're not in the SEC yet, just just hold on to it. Verse 5, read it out loud. Here we go. Let this be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Now wait just a minute. You mean I can have the mind of Christ? Yes, you can. I want to give you tools over the next four weeks to fix your mind, to change your mind. This series is not going to help you get a better one. It's This series is to help you change your mind. i got to teach you for a little bit. As I open up this series, uh, how God wants to renew your thought life and rearrange and reupholster it. If you're taking notes, I didn't put this on the screen, but you need to write it in your notes. There are two mindsets that you can have. There are only two mindsets of every person who's ever lived. Every person in church today, there are two opportunities, two ways, two mindsets that you can have. The first is the mind of Adam. It's the mind you were born with. Come back next week, I'm going to teach you what your mind is. But it's, it's, it's the mind you were born with. It's the mind of Adam, or you can have the mind of Christ. Those are the only two mindsets you can have. You can have the natural mind you were born with. Now look at me. Your mind is not your brain. Your mind is not your brain. Say amen to that. I, I wish I could get to next week already. I, may, I, I, may, I want to teach that Wednesday night. Anyway, I want to get you there quickly, because your mind's not your brain. So your brain may have physical issues that's different. Your mind is is not your brain. Your mind is what's given to you. It's part of your soul, and it is the mind of Adam. It's what you're born with. It's what you naturally do. Now, here's the crazy thing. Adam was brilliant. Adam categorized and named all the animals, all of creation. So it's not like you have an inferior. It's not like, you, well, this is this my old dumb mind. This is the way it works. No, that's not, that's not true. But what you do have is that brilliant mind of Adam that you were born with. You have that but it's fallen. It's fallen. That's why the Bible says you're born into sin and you're shapen in iniquity. In other words, at the fall of Adam and Eve, the serpent works on Adam's mind. He goes to Eve and he says, did God really say? Did God say that this is what would happen if you eat of the the tree of the knowledge of good and evil? I, I, I like to pause here. I don't have time to teach it, but it's interesting that the tree that was forbidden was the knowledge of good and evil. It's always about the mind. It's always about the mind. The fall happened because of fruit from the tree of knowledge. It's always about the mind. And Adam in his brilliant state still falls and, and he has this, that now sin has entered the world. And now his mind, it, that brilliant mind of Adam that he was born with, that not born, God created him with, that, that brilliant mind that he had is now fallen And because of that, listen to me, I'm taking you somewhere. Every stronghold you've ever battled in your mind is because of the fallen nature of Adam and Eve. Are you still there? Say amen. Every stronghold, every mental stronghold you have is because of that. Now here's the choice you have today. You can dwell in the caverns and the depths and the caves of your fallen mind, or you can decide today, I am going to change my mind, and I can't be successful, have quality relationships, grow in God, 
fulfill my purpose, do what God's called me to do with a fallen mind. I need the mind of Christ. Say amen to that. The mind of Adam is what you were given. The mind of Christ is not just a better mind. It's a new one. I believe wholeheartedly, if you work for Apple, I am glad you're here today uh, because you may need to pray through. But I believe wholeheartedly that they designed these to die when they want me to buy a new one. Any other conspiracy theories where you at? There you are. I, I knew y'all come here to first service. I don't think it just dies because it's just old. I think they make it die. They put a kill switch in it, so I'll keep buying a new one. So not long ago, I was having a, a, an issue downloading an app and updating an app. And so I took my iPhone to the Apple store and I said, I need, I need this app. And it says I can't g- get that app because my operating system isn't up to date, but I can't update the operating system. So I don't know what, what to do here. And thankfully, this godly young woman at the Genius Bar, they refer to them as, said to me, oh, well, that's because you're, phone won't accept the new operating system. So I said in an ignorant way, well then, we, look, we got a mess on our hands here. Now, now what do we do? Oh, no, no, it's no problem at all. You just have to buy a new one. Which I thought, how convenient. That, that's, that's how the, this works. But look at me. The software couldn't be upgraded. I needed new hardware. You do not need an upgrade to your current thinking pattern. You need a brand new mind. Does that help you? You do not need to up... I wish I just... I could think better. I wish I could just deal with my thoughts better. No, you don't need an upgraded operating system. You need a brand new hardware. You don't need to upgrade your thinking. You need the mind of Christ. That's why Mark 2 and 22 says nobody pours new wine into old wineskins. Otherwise, the wine bursts at the skins. Both the wine and the wineskins are ruined. No, you got to pour new wine into what? New wineskins. you got to have new thoughts, but you put new thoughts in an old mind and the whole thing will break down. You need the mind of Christ. Are you still with me this morning? You need a brand new mind. You need the mind of Christ. You need to know this is a new wineskin series. Now, this is going to challenge your theology and stretch some of you because you've never thought about God this way. You've never thought about theology this way. You've, you've always equated your mind and your brain together, and there's a chemical, and that's a thing. And it's the, No, no, no. You can have the mind of Christ. You can trade out this old hardware that cannot accept any more new input and you can get a brand new mind in Jesus Christ. Say amen to that. So let me teach you how to do it. Number one, our lives are always moving in the direction of our strongest thoughts. Our minds, write this down, are always moving in the direction of our strongest thoughts. Our minds, our lives are always moving in the direction of our strongest thoughts. Science and the Bible agree here. Science would call this cognitive behavior psychology. In cognitive behavior psychology, psychologists show that relational challenges, some eating disorders, addictions, depression, some forms of anxiety are a direct result of toxic thinking. Now, The Bible's always... 
watch this, the Bible's always agreed with this. Science just catches up to what the Bible has always said, that your life is moving in the direction of your strongest thought. Watch this, Proverbs 23 and 7, the Bible says, For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. As he does what? As he does what? As he thinks. Don't get mixed up with heart. Don't get mixed up. Because next week I'm going to teach you that your mind, your heart, and your will make up your soul. As he thinks in his heart, that's how his life goes. Let me say it better like this. Write this down. When it comes into your mind, it will come out in your life. What comes into your mind comes out in your life. What comes into your mind Your life is always moving in the direction of your strongest thoughts. And whatever you let into your mind will come out in your life. Proverbs 23 and 7, as a man thinks in his heart, that's the way his life starts moving. That's the way that, that things start. If you think you can't, you probably won't. Not because you physically can't, not because there is no solution, but because it came into your mind, it comes out in your life. If you think you can, guess what happens? Probably. I always like to say probably because I think I can give up Diet Cokes. I have yet to prove that to be true, but I think I can. If you think you can, you probably will. You say, Pastor, this is just the power of positive thinking. No, this is the power of changing your mind. If you realize my, my the new hardware in my mind, I've got to decide whatever I let in my mind comes out in my life. If you dwell on bad things, bad things tend to overwhelm you. It is not coincidence that you get in this loop and cycle of dwelling on problems and overwhelmed with problems. If you're a solution-minded person, guess what you'll find? You'll find some. If you feel like a victim, you'll become a victim. If you let victimhood in your mind, what comes into your mind comes out in your life. If you believe you can overcome any circumstance, guess what you'll do? Overcome any circumstance. If you have a worried mind, is this helping you today? Are you still there? If you have a worried mind, you'll start thinking, everybody's against me. I wonder what's going on. I wonder how my kids are today. I hope they're okay back there in kids ministry. I wonder where they are. I hope, oh God, I hope this job doesn't end. This job's probably going to end. All jobs are ending. I don't know how we're going to make money. What are we going to do? This health. What is that right there? And then you'll start Googling on WebMD and it's always cancer. Whatever it is, it's always cancer. God, what's going on? I don't know what's happening right now. <laughs> and you work. And it's amazing. You'll find exactly what you're looking for. But if you're secure in God's promises, guess what you'll do? You'll get up tomorrow, do what you can. You'll have trust in God and you'll have peace in your life. That's not the power of positive thinking. That is as I think in my heart, it comes out in my life. If you're negative, listen to me, look at me. If you dwell on the negative, You will be critical of people. You will find fault in others. You will be discontent no matter the circumstance of your life. Negative people can have good things happen and find the wrong in them. How did it go at work this week? Well, I got a raise. Wasn't what I thought it was going to be. So just help me clarify. A raise is more than you currently make. Yeah, but I thought I was going to make more of a raise. Okay, well... But it's, are you making more than you made last week? Yeah, but it's not what I thought it was. Are you with me, everybody? If you have a negative mind, you will stay, you'll always be busy. 
I got to look down at my notes so I don't look at nobody. <laughs> negative. <laughs> it's probably for somebody on, online today. That's probably who this is for. Busy, negative people are busy people. How's, how's it going? I'm just swamped. <laughs> With what? I'm going to give you an exercise. I'm, anyway, I was talking to a leadership coach not long ago, and he said, I want you to just write down everything you do in a week. It'll do a couple of things for you. First of all, it'll make you realize you waste a lot of time, my brother. <laughs> you, you, you don't really have a lot going on in your life. If you're positive, you'll believe the best about people. You'll be optimistic. If your mind is consumed with this world, you'll be talking about what you have and what you don't have and material possessions and this house isn't good enough and this car isn't nice enough. If you focus your mind on making an eternal difference, you'll get up today and say, I get to serve at God's house. I get to lead a small group. I get to reach people. Why? Because what comes into your mind comes out in your life. So so let me say it like this. Write this in your notes. The life you have is a reflection of the thoughts you think. The life you have is a direct reflection of the thoughts you think. If Proverbs 23 and 7 is true, and it is, that as you think in your heart, so is he, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he, then the life you have is a reflection of the thoughts you think. It doesn't matter what you do, what you have, who you know, what you buy, where you live, where you go to. The reflection of your life is in the thought. The thoughts that you think come out in your life. I like to say it like this. Thoughts are like trains. They take you somewhere. Thoughts are like trains. They take you somewhere. You get to decide if you like where you are. So many years ago, Brandon and I visited New York City for the very first time. And it's one of our favorite places in all the world. And the people ask me, why do I like New York as much as I do? I'm a small town kid from eastern Arkansas. And but what, what about New York? And I always try to equate it to like going to the mountains or going to the beach. That the vastness of the city helps me to, I, I get lost in the vastness of it. And the noise on the streets louder than the noise in my head is the way I like to say it. But uh, our very first time there um, alone, we, we'd gone with one other couple and then we went alone. And you know, you, you get a little, little arrogant. You're like, I got this. And we, we thought that about the subway system. I got that. I mean, that's no, no, no big deal, no, no problem. And our hotel was near Times Square because we were tourists, and so that's where we stayed. And, and, and we got on the subway, and we just kept riding. And I thought to myself, boy, this train's going really slow. 10, 15, 20, 30, 40, 45 minutes. An hour later, we're, we're still on this train. And, and at this point, Brandy's looking at me. I mean, we've given money to every panhandler that come by. We've seen a few murders. People have gotten on and off. I mean, it's... You know, we've been on a while. True story. We, 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 the, the train stops. And when I tell you stop, the little girl comes over the intercom and says, final stop. The, like the train doors open and stay open, okay? We get off the train. We'd made our way to the ocean. If you didn't know this, you've never been to New York. There's an ocean out there, everybody. We went all the way to Coney Island from... We'd taken the local train all the way to Coney Island, the A train all the way to Coney Island, and we had no idea how we, we just got on the train and went out there and realized, well, here we are. And then, of course, as, you know, godly, God-fearing people that we are, we decided to act like this is what we meant to do. You know what I mean? You get out and you go, oh, man, this is where we wanted to go. This is, it's all closed. There's nothing open. Anyway, and, and so we get back on the train and, and we're on our way back in. And I'm thinking to myself, we got to get on something faster to get our way back in there because it took us... Well, a long time on the local train to get out. Let's try to take the express train back into Manhattan. And I realized 
after a few stops, we, you could get off the train. I didn't know this. You could get off the train, go up the platform, and look at where you are. And if you're going the wrong way, on the opposite side of the avenue or the street is, this, is a platform, a subway platform. You go down, and this, the train, the same train, but goes the other way. I'm helping all of you who've never been to New York. Two tracks. On this side, it goes this way. You get up, walk to the other side, go back down. That train goes that way. Well, my hotel was that way. I needed to go that way. Let me tell you the good thing about thinking. You don't, you're not stuck just because a thought is like a train. It takes you there. You're not stuck going that way. Get out from where you are. Look around in the daylight and go, I got to get over there. I've been thinking the wrong way. I can change my life. I can change my mind. I'm not stuck negative. Well, I'm just a negative person. No, you're not. You're on the wrong train. Well, I'm just an angry person. No, you're not. You've decided to stay on this crazy train towards crazy town. And you can get off of this train, get on the next one, and be happy. I'm I'm setting some marriages free today. You can be married to somebody who's happy. How? Tell me more. You get off of the negative train, walk across the street, go back down into the subway and decide, I'm, go- I'm going to be full of joy today. Your thoughts take you somewhere. They take you somewhere. If you don't like where you are, it's because your thoughts brought you there. And if you want to change your life, change your mind. If you want to change your life, change your... Pastor, you're simplifying this too much. I know, I know. I'm going to give you four weeks. I'm going to keep saying the same thing over four weeks so you think it's deep. But it's going to be the same thing for four weeks. If you'll change your mind, you'll change your life. You are not a victim to your thoughts. Nobody holds you hostage in negativity. Nobody holds you hostage in insecurity. Nobody holds you hostage there. You can, if you get on a new train, you get a new mind, you have new thoughts, you will have a brand new life. Say amen to that. So let me give you two ways, foundational ways to receive the mind of Christ today. Write these down if you're taking notes. Just two today because I want to get you out of here early. Number one, if you're going to have the mind of Christ, you've got to identify... The biggest stronghold that's holding you back. Stronghold is a Bible word. The actual Greek is a citadel up on top of a hill. It's a fortress on top of a hill. It's a stronghold. A stronghold, listen to me, look at me. A stronghold is not spiritual. A stronghold is is not what the devil built a stronghold. Wrong theology. The devil has, there's powers and principalities of the air. That's the devil. We can talk about that. I'll preach all about that and, and demonic and spiritual warfare and all that. And we believe in that and I'll teach you all that. That's not a stronghold. A stronghold is something you've let build in your mind that is holding you captive. And if you helped build the fortress on the hill, guess what you can do? Tear it down. You can tear it down. And if you're going to get the mind of Christ, you're going to have to decide what's my biggest stronghold. And it's something new for everybody. I'm going to give you a few of them. I'm not good enough. 
My past is too bad. I can't trust anybody. I'm always going to be fat. I'm not good with money. I can't be close to God. I'll never be in a job I love. All of my relationships break down. Everybody's against me. My wife doesn't support me. Nobody loves me. It's always my fault. I'm always the worst. You you have to identify, here's the stronghold in my mind. Do you have it in your mind? Everybody's got it. It's that thought that you, it's the biggest stronghold that holds you. It's the train you've been on for 20 years, 10 years, 5 years. So I want to give you the makeup of the mind and how to, how to identify that. Every, this, is, this is the nerdy part. Can I give you, where are all the nerds at? Where are you at right now? In the back, really? Nerds? Yeah. And nerd on the front row. That makes more sense. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give you a little, I just, I nerded out just a little bit to give you a little science. Is that okay, everybody? At school started back, I want to give you that. Every thought that you, that you have creates a neurochemical change in your body. So if you have a positive thought or a positive thing that happens, you get a surge of dopamine. I don't have time to tell you what dopamine is, but it's this positive chemical buzz. If you get comments, psychologists all agree about this on social media. If you get comments to your post and people tell you, girl, you look good. Girl, look at that hair. Girl, look at you. You're losing weight. Look at the, you, get a, you get a hit of dopamine. It's your, it, your thoughts. Are you with me, everybody? Uh, if, if, if you get a certain text from a certain somebody, it makes you, you get a, a hit of dopamine. You get, if, somebody, if somebody compliments your outfit, you get a hit of dopamine. It, it's in your mind. There's neurochemicals. That change in your body, this neurotransmitter sends dopamine. When Brandy sends me a text at about 3 o'clock in the afternoon that says, Hey, when will you be home? <laughs> dopamine. And now listen to me. These do- <laughs> Brandy's my wife if you're new here. <laughs> not my secretary. Not, not, it's my wife. My wife of my youth, 24 years almost, my wife. Now listen, when you get the, I got, I got a lot to preach. The, the dopamine, listen, when you get a hit of dopamine, watch this now, it creates neural pathways in your brain. That every time you get the same hit of dopamine, it, it carves out, this is science, it carves out a road in your brain, a pathway, a neural pathway and the more often you think a thought, the easier it is to think the thought. Does that make sense, everybody? In the country where I'm from, we call them ruts. You know what a rut is? You got ruts in the yard. You, get, there's where, where the, you keep pulling in the same way, and it, it, it creates this thing. Watch this. In the Bible, that's called a stronghold. That you've created neural pathways in your mind... That I keep going, and the more I think the thought, the easier it is to think the thought. It, the easier it is to get stuck in the cycle and this thought pattern, because I've been down this road before, and my mind says there are neural pathways that make my way into this particular thought. I know where this is going. If you have negative thoughts, if, if you will be critical. You'll have negativity in your mind. And listen, it will create unhealthy, unhelpful neuropathways in your mind. You have a frustrating day at work. You'll have the same response every time. Frustrating day at work. Unmet expectations. I go home. I kick the dog. I yell at my wife. I go to bed. Neuropathway. You feel bad about yourself. Nobody commented on your new haircut. 
Nobody talked about how you're losing weight. Thank you. I'm down a few pounds. Thank you for noticing. Nobody, nobody said anything. No problem to me. But when you start feeling down about yourself, what do you do? I'll show them. I'll eat a whole sleeve of Oreos. Anybody but me? Neuropathway. Neuropathway. The longer you travel, when you're bored, you scroll through Instagram, you get jealous. You took a vacation at Port Aransas. They went to the Greek islands. My life sucks. Neuropathway. Are you with me, everybody? Here's the good news. If you think a different way, you can forge a new pathway. And write it down like this. The more you walk the path, the easier it becomes to travel. God, I wish I had time to preach. The more you walk the path, In the mind of Christ, the easier it is to travel. The more you choose to believe the best about others, the easier it will be to believe the best about others. The more you trust your spouse, the easier it will be to trust your spouse. The more you believe God and speak words of faith and not words of doubt, the easier it will be to trust God and have faith in your mind. Why? Because you're creating brand new pathways. The more you stay off the old path... It starts to grow over, it weakens, and it becomes harder. you got to identify where is the stronghold and where's the ruts in my mind. Where do I keep going down this way? Where do I keep going? I'm not lovable. That's your stronghold. I'm not good enough. I don't deserve anything good. I will always be broke. There are the haves and the have-nots, and we're the have-nots. I'm helpless. There's no hope. I don't deserve love. It's pointless for me to go to church today. Whatever it is for you, you got to identify the stronghold. You cannot defeat what you cannot define. Did you hear that? You cannot defeat what you cannot define. And I told you last week, you're only a, or two weeks ago, you're only as sick as your secrets. You're going to have to define the stronghold in your mind. It's negativity. It's believing the worst. It's insecurity. It's unworthiness. It's, it, this, this is the neural pathway in my mind. And then here's the second thing. It's not really deep today. You got to identify it. Number two, write this down. You got to name the truth that demolishes the stronghold. You have to look at me. You have to create a new mind. You got to decide and name the truth that demolishes the stronghold. Verse 5, 2 Corinthians 10 and 5, the Bible says, We. Demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against what? What? You demolish strongholds in your mind. You demolish arguments in your mind. You got to identify. Here's what I keep, here's the neural pathway I keep walking down. I keep believing this about my spouse. I keep believing this about my coworker. Every time they look at me, I think I know what they're thinking. Every time I don't get this hit of dopamine, here's what I know that's happening. You got to say, okay, God, this is a stronghold. This is more than just, look at me. This is more than just a negative mind. This is a stronghold. We demolish, put, put the verse back up, 2 Corinthians 10 and 5. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every what? Every what? 
In the Greek, the phrase take captive there, it's a term of war. It actually, better translated, is to take captive by force or with a sword or a spear. Most, most theologians would talk about a sword or a spear there. When you take captive, look at, I'm, I'm teaching you today, and listen, I got a lot of teaching. I'm telling you, I'm, I wouldn't miss next week. I'm going to buy my own CD next week. We don't even sell CDs. <laughs> y'all remember CD ministry? Y'all remember that? Tape ministry. Some of y'all old enough for tape ministry. Look at me. Focus. <laughs> Most theologians believe you take captive with a sword. That's what this Greek means, to take captive every thought. There's, in the armor of God, in the book of Ephesians, in the armor of God, there is only one offensive weapon in the armor of God, and it's the Word of the Lord. The sword of the Spirit is what? It's the Word of God. So if you're going to if you're going to demolish strongholds, if you're going to identify it, and demolish it, it's going to be replacing, naming the truth. I can't get this all done. That's your stronghold. You got to replace it and say, No, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You say, Pastor, this is crazy. I feel silly doing it. Fine, feel silly in your mental struggle for the next 20 years. And then go watch this message again and change your mind. Go home to the same marriage. Or change your mind. Go home to the same sleepless nights and depression and anxiety filled worry and anger. Or change your mind. I'm not attractive. I just, I don't look good. There's something always wrong with me. When you look in the mirror, you see something wrong. No, I'm going to replace it with the truth. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I don't have to look like them. God made me like this. Miserable. Miserable in this job. Miserable in this marriage. Miserable in my life. No, I've just decided the joy of the Lord is my strength. I'm taking this stronghold and I'm naming the truth. I'm using the sword of the Spirit to say this. I will not be held captive by this one more day. I feel all alone. Nobody's on my side. No, God's with me. He'll never leave me or forsake me. I'm a victim to who I was born to and my family and our family history. No, I am not who the enemy says I am. I am more than a conqueror through him. My past is too terrible. It disqualifies me. No, no, no. God chose me, anointed me before I was ever born. And all the days of my life are written in his book before one of them came to be. I'm just not good with money. We're just always going to be broke. I'm just not good at this. No, no, no. I'm blessed. And I have all wisdom. And I asked the Lord for wisdom. And He gave it to me generously to handle money well. He gave me the ability to gain wealth. Look at me. Whatever the stronghold is, they're against me. They just don't like me. They're out to harm me. They're they're against me. Something's wrong with them. No, no, no. God put me here and He set the lonely in families and I'm in the family of God. I always see the negative. I don't know what to do. I just, every every situation I'm in, I see the negative. Okay. But now I've decided to fix my thoughts on things above. Because your life is moving in the direction of your strongest thoughts. So change your mind and change your life. 
You got seven days till I teach you again. I wouldn't miss next week. I'm just, I'm fired up about it. But you got seven days of homework, and here it is. You got to decide where the train is taking you. And you're not a victim to the train. It felt like it a few times in New York. I'm going to be honest with you. But you're not a victim to the train. You can get off of the next stop. Matter of fact, I think this is a good day to get off the train. Walk into the daylight. Look across the street. Listen, they look similar. Walk down into the next subway station. Get on a new train. Go to a whole new place. I'm going to go to Joy this week. I've just decided I'm going to have a good week. I'm talking about me. I'm telling, this is not part of my notes. Matter of fact, I'll close all that. I'm going to have a good week this week. Brandon and I are going to laugh hysterically, not at y'all, but at other memes and all kinds of stuff. We're going to have joy in my home. This office, listen to me. Look at me, Stav. Look at me in the back of the room. Brody, look at my eye. Josh, look at me. We're going to have a great week and win the world. God's going to give us supernatural wisdom. We're going to work together to accomplish kingdom purposes. You know why? Because I decided we are. I just made a decision. Hazel, look at me, baby girl. We're going to have a great week at school. You're going to do amazing in sixth grade because you're the best looking sixth grader. I know. I mean, Kenley's the second best, but you're the best looking sixth grader I know. We're going to have an amazing week. Why? Because I've made up my mind. Pastor, that you, if you had to go to the doctor I had to go to, walk into that doctor and say, now listen, I know you got bad news, but I've decided today to count it all joy. And God's my healer and God's my strength. Anything's possible. I'm not telling you to deny reality. You just got to change your mind. Stand up all over the house. Open your hands before the Lord. Receive this. Holy Spirit, help me identify the stronghold. Come on, ask God. Ask Him out loud. God, where's the stronghold at? Where's it at in my mind? God, what is it that's holding me back? What is it that's got a hold of my mind? Negativity, insecurity, anger, frustration, comparison. What is it? Unworthiness. What's that stronghold in my mind? I replace it with the truth of God's Word. I am everything God said I can be. I have everything God says I can have. God's Word is true and every other thought I have is a lie. What God says is the right thing. What God declares is my life. I will change my mind. Holy Spirit, I pray, do a work. Give me wisdom this week. Help me to change my life by changing my mind. God, I'm going to do the hard work. I'm going to identify my strongholds. God, I'm going to do the stuff that I have to do. And then you're going to make up the difference. And my life will be different. In Jesus' name. Keep your head bowed. You've never surrendered your heart to Christ. You need to give your life to Jesus today. You're in the perfect service to rededicate your life to Christ. You can't have a mind to Christ if you haven't surrendered completely to Christ. So let me lead you in a prayer of surrender. As a matter of fact, everybody in the room, it'd be a great way to just rededicate. Say, Lord Jesus, I believe you died for my sins. God raised you from the dead. And that resurrection power can change my life. So I surrender. Give you my whole heart. Forgive me today. 
be the Lord of my life for the rest of my life. In Jesus' name. Say amen. Amen. Do you receive the word of the Lord today, everybody? Come on. Thank you for joining us today. And a special thanks to those of you who give generously to this ministry. You know, it's because of you that we're able not only to bring this message to you, but we're able to offer hope and life to the San Antonio Hill Country and beyond. So if you'd like to give today, you can visit cityhillstx.com right now. And if this message blessed you, why don't you click subscribe or share this message with your friends uh, on your socials. I pray it's a blessing to others in your world. Thanks again for listening today. God bless you.